What's up, Joel? Hey, Jared. I gave you that one for free. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> hey, you know, just doing what I can to support you. I'll beat you to it next every time. <clears throat> uh, I'll give it to you every time. So, oh, good. good thanks. You're welcome. You're a swell, swell guy. Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Such a swell guy. Um, how you doing? Yeah, some people will call me that. Okay. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we going uh, to talk about today? No, 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 no. I beat you to that one. I got you there first. <laughs> no, I thought you pick a topic. Oh, yeah. I think it was basketball. So I thought and how you oh, love sports. Yeah, I can't talk about. I mean, we could talk about it, but I'm not going to be able to talk about it for very long. <laughs> That's my job. Here we go. So spheres. We'll start there. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, dude, I wanted to talk about. So I recently did a talk for um, a live training event. Um, mm -hmm. And I talked about how to go from the like plumber mindset, because I think mindset has a lot to do with being successful in business. And there's definitely some things that you have to overcome, like coming from plumber world yep. to starting a plumbing business to becoming a business owner. And so I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a great thing to talk about because I think mindset is kind of the key to everything. Like mindset, like play, it does a huge role. It doesn't really matter if you're a plumber or if you own your own plumbing business or yep. if you're a stay-at-home mom or something. Like that mindset going into that is going to make or break your days. Dude, yeah. Like last podcast, we talked about running hunter milers and how it's mostly a mind game. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, you still have to run the race, right? Very similar yeah. with your plumbing business. It's a mind game. You still have to run the race, but if you can get the mind game right, running the race is going to be so much easier. Why is that? Like, how do those two things segue into each other? Because you're going to have a hard time, like, doing the things and making the decisions you have to make without first having the right way to think about it. Gotcha. Um, should we start by talking straight away about the right way to think about it? Or should we start about the wrong way to think about it and where people sort of get it wrong and how it actually hurts them? I kind of want to start with, like, let's figure out, like, what is plumber mindset and what is business owner mindset. Okay. Got it. Defining some terms. Yeah. We'll start with business owner. Okay. okay. I have like one, two, three, four, five. I got six things. Okay. That okay. kind of have defined that I've seen my mindset change in. Mm -hmm. So like business owners need to be first concerned about the bigger picture. Sure. Um, you know, when you're looking at your business, you can't look at the nitty gritty details, the day to day, you have to look at that stuff, but ultimately you need to be able to look at the bigger picture mm -hmm. and make decisions that are based on where you're going and where you want to be. Right. Um, and then business owners, they also need to be a little more data driven. So they need to take the time to go look at the numbers, figure out what's actually going on and make their decisions based on data instead of feelings. And that's something that, you know, most plumbers aren't used to doing. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. I was just going to ask when you were a plumber, did you find that, like, how would you make your decisions as just a plumber, not a business? So, plumber? I mean, I would think about things logically as a plumber, but I didn't understand mm -hmm. tracking data. And then using that data to go to realize what's actually happening in my business. It took me, it took me a long time to kind of figure that out. Like, oh, okay. 
I can mm. go back and look and I can say, we've built this much time in our business over the last year on average. Well, that tells me this about my business, right? Right. Versus before I didn't really have that insight. It wasn't until I, I started going back and looking at the data that I was like, oh man, there's a lot of power. There's like a lot of insight to be had in the mm. data, right? Yes. And it's something I didn't know. I had to learn it for myself. Yeah, because so I guess can, as a you plumber, that, you're not really thinking that. No, huh? not at all. You're not thinking that at all. Yeah, because I'm trying to even think of like, it. like how, what would you, as a plumber, like what would you even think about? Like what would be the data that you would think about? Like just as a plumber? Yeah. You, you would never, you wouldn't think about the data. You didn't, yeah, you don't need the data in your day to day, right? Because your so data kind of, is, I got stuff here. I'm going to do my job, which is this. And then if I finish it, that's my data. So yeah, did a good job. Exactly. If I didn't finish it, why didn't I finish it? Okay, that's my data. It's very yeah, like data. Like, it's more like self inner, you know, looking at yourself rather yeah. than looking at the data of other people or yeah. other processes, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and probably the biggest one for most is business owners are focused on profit. Mm -hmm. So they're not focused on creating a, a cool business. They're not focused on all this. Like at the end of the day, their main focus is profit mm -hmm. because they understand that profit is what makes a business without profit. Could, could you, you define profit? Profit is, I mean, profit is the money left over at the end of the year. Like how much cash you have left over after you pay everything, mm -hmm. how much cash do you have? Gotcha. Right. And, um, and then, I mean, I'm just going to ask really dumb questions because I think yeah. they could be helpful and <clears throat> profit. Cause actually I think these questions are helpful because if people aren't thinking in these ways, mm -hmm. then these questions might, <laughs> they might be thinking these questions. Right. So it's like, why is it important to have profit? Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately you're in business to make money. Number one, that should be your number one goal. Um, more freedom, more money. So if you're not making more money, you're likely not going to have more freedom. Um, and then, you know, profit at the end of the day, that's what makes a business able to reinvest in itself. That's what makes a business able to, when they make up or when they make a mistake to like go back and fix it, all that stuff kind of comes out of your profit. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a profit and you're constantly like, there's never any money left over, it's going to be really hard for you to like go the extra mile for your employees, go the extra mile sure. for, your, for your customers, um, add on new equipment into your company to better serve your customers, to help your employees do their jobs. So it's a lose, lose, lose all around the board if you don't have any profit. Right. Like not only are you not making the money you want to, but your business is going to struggle because you don't have the funds to make it thrive. Right. Yeah. Um, so then another thing is, you know, business owners, they're focused on mitigating risk. Mm -hmm. And that's part of where like your profit comes in. Mm -hmm. If you're profitable, it's less risky to be in business because you have money to kind of like back up that risk. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yep. And then we've got systems and processes. Like a business owner is focused on systemizing, processing, creating a way for things to get done without them having to be there telling everybody how to do it every single time, every single day. Right. Okay? Right. 
And then the last one is that business owners, and this kind of has to do with the bigger picture, but they need to be way better at thinking of the future. So they need to be thinking ahead, not just today, not just Mm -hmm. next week, not just next month, Mm -hmm. but they need to be thinking, you know, next year, two years down the road, three years down the road, five years down the road, so that they can make the decisions they need to make today to get to where they want to be in three to five years. Right. Right. So that's kind of what like, like all those things are kind of what defines a business owner mindset. So they're bigger picture, they're data driven, they're focused on profit, they're focused on mitigating risk, they're creating systems and processes, and they're thinking of the future. Okay. And those are all things that when you come into business at first as a plumber, you're not naturally thinking that way. Right. How do you, what's the best way to learn how to think that way? Dude, we'll get into that. Oh, sorry. I was just excited. (laughs) So like, like, I think we need to go into, okay, so what's like typical plumber mindset? Okay. Yeah. So we know, we, we can see like what business owner mindset is. It's all those things. Mm -hmm. But when you first come into your plumbing business, you're focused on, you know, a few things like you're worrying about one star reviews. You're, Mm -hmm. you get emotional over problems rather than using (laughs) data to look at the problems. You get emotional about them. And so you make your decisions off emotions rather than data. Okay. Um, you, you worry about that one star review because you're thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about the hundreds of thousands of five star reviews you're going to get in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you're stressing about little, little pieces of money. You know, you're stressing about a thousand dollars here or $5,000 yep. there. Yep. Um, which makes sense in the beginning. But once you kind of get into the business owner mindset, you start realizing that these little chunks of money aren't as big of a deal. Right. Right. And then they're only thinking about today. So they're not thinking about the future. They're not, they're not planning ahead two to th- two to three years. They're thinking I got to get through today. Right. Mm-hmm. Get the jobs done today. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Similar to their plumber mindset where they're still approaching it. Like today's work is today's work. And then tomorrow's work will be tomorrow's work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of need to make that shift in your mindset. And so then the question comes like you asked, how do we, intentionally make that mindset shift. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I know like you've probably heard people like it's, it's, you could talk about this all day long. Like how do we intentionally change our mindset? Right. Like how yeah. do we work on our mindset? It's a really yeah. hard thing to do. It is. And so I've thought about this like a ton. Okay. And so I think like looking back on the ways that my mindset changed, I think the best way to change your mindset and you correct me if I'm wrong, but is just by doing the things that you need to do, like by forcing yourself to become the business owner and doing the work that forces you into a different headspace, you you force yourself into a space of having to develop this different mindset Sure. of being a business owner. Yeah, I kind of think that's probably the only way to do it because... I think if we don't do, if we don't follow up our thoughts with actions, then there's not anything affirming those thoughts and they're not going to make them sticky. You're not actually like working out your thoughts with your body, interacting with the world with your thoughts. They just remain in your head and then they'll actually never come to fruition. They'll just be in there. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like, I don't know how to go about changing my mindset 
without actually actionably doing something. So to me, if I know there's something that needs to be done, then I can do things that I know that business owners do, and then I will Mm. be forced to develop their mindset. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And so it seems like, would you say to learn what business owners do, to me, that seems almost like, that seems like the hiccup, you know? It's like, if you're a plumber and you don't know how to change your mindset, it's like, okay, well, I don't even know I needed to do all these things. Nobody told me I needed to do those things. So it's like, uh-huh. how do you even like bridge that gap? Like figuring out what, what it is you need to do. Yeah. Cause we need to have the actionables so that the mindset shift can follow. And so it's like, where do we learn those actionables? Dude, I would say like, like for me, the biggest thing was coaching, right? Like having a coach to walk me through that. I say, think, okay. Cause they can see kind of like where your bad mindset is. And then they totally. can say, hey, think about it this way. Or you know, they can give you a different frame of mind to think about it. And then mm-hmm. say, so rather than doing it, rather than looking at it with your old mindset and doing this action, I want you to think about it this way and do this action. And then by having that different mindset shift and then an actionable item to go do something different through a different lens and then seeing the results mm. of that actionable item. I think that's when you'll see, um, you'll see your mindset shift because you'll see the results of it. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So your, your mind will, I mean, you'll reflect positively on the action because it actually worked like the coach said it was going to work. Yeah. Or like, you know, before, like we know what a business owner mindset is, it's bigger picture. So mm-hmm. let's go f- let's go think about the bigger picture of my business. Mm-hmm. And then let's realize how that, how does that make me think different about my business today? Mm. And so how is that going to right. affect my actions today? It's right. going to change the way you act. And by doing those actions, mm-hmm. you'll affirm that new mindset of thinking bigger picture. Yeah. Cause I guess achieving a new mindset is just building habits. It's like anything yeah. else. You're just building yeah. a mental habit of thinking about a way in a certain way. That's different than what you used to have. Like, I guess we could probably say that we have a lot of bad habits with our mindset, which we do. I know I do. And so, but by sort of doing actions that um, encourage a good mindset, one would hope that it would lead me into having a good mindset about the things that I'm doing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think you're right. I think so. Do, Do you have an example of one of those mindset examples and switches that your coach led you to? I mean, so for me, there's like a few, there's a few things that I did that really helped shape my, the way I thought about stuff. Mm. Um, so I would say probably the first one, you know, is knowing, like figuring out why you're in business, like where you're going and why you're in business. Um, so that you know, like what your ultimate goal is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like figuring out. Like I wanted it so bad, right? Um, I was willing to do anything to achieve it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew my why, like deep in my deep in, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Like I couldn't put it on paper. So getting yeah. that out on paper, like, really helps you be like, oh yeah, that's why I'm in business, right? Mm-hmm. If you can figure out like, like what drives you to stay mm-hmm. motivated, like what drives you. Like, why yeah. do you want to be in business? Why do you want to achieve success in business? What's the end goal? And really think that through. 
and, and, and write those down. Like that will help shift your mind because it'll force you to keep thinking further out more long term because mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. have that thing that you're going for, you know, and when going gets tough, you'll be able to be like, Nope, I'm going sure. here. Sure. Gotta go here. Right. What was your why? Um, so mine was like, you know, I wanted more freedom. I wanted mm-hmm. more money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but ultimately like what I really wanted was I wanted freedom to be able to go do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm really motivated by proving people wrong. And so mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to prove people wrong. <laughs> the, I mean, I know we, we talked about this before, but it's a yeah. huge motivator for me of like, yeah, I mm-hmm. know that person doesn't think that I can do this successfully. So I'm going to go prove them wrong. That's a mm-hmm. huge motivator for me. I love doing that. Like every mm-hmm. bone in my body loves doing that. Yeah. You are so, a rebellious one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It, it, and I've been that way since I was a kid. So yeah, totally. that was definitely like one of my huge reasons of, you know, doing what I did. Yeah. It's, that was like the one that just like kept me going in the thick of it. Yeah. But like big, big picture, you know, not only do I want to prove them wrong, like just in this one thing, I want to like completely blow them out of the water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, there's totally. no doubt. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't, I didn't get lucky or that I just, I don't know, found some magic wand that it, sure. that I did that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say for the most part, like that, that was my day to day, keep me motivated. But then like, for the most part, it was the freedom. I wanted, I was so tired of being poor. I was so mm-hmm. tired of being stuck to somebody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. And I was so tired of being a plumber. Like I just wanted to go do <laughs> something else. Right. <laughs> I remember. So, I so those three things for me, like I want to make my own schedule. I want to do my own thing. I want the freedom to do what I want to do and I want to make more money. Yeah. Those were mine. What I think what have go ahead. I think most people can I think most people want more freedom and more yeah. money. I kind of think so too. Those seems yeah. to be like the the standard, especially when people go into entrepreneurial endeavors. It's usually I want more freedom, I want more money, I don't want to work for somebody else. Yeah. And that's like usually what I hear. But yeah. I do think that there's probably because that's the easy thing to say, right? It's like, well, I want more freedom and more money. And like, depending on who you are, that really could be your thing. But like you just alluded to, like it is your thing. But really at the end of the day, you being able to prove people wrong, like that to me seems like that was the really push. Like listening to you talk about it, watching you talk about it. Like those other things are like huge benefits. And obviously, yeah, we like those. But Mm -hmm. that one thing was actually your real motivator. Oh yeah. I kind of think that, uh, people will get tripped up because they'll know they're supposed to have those freedom money things. But yep. in the back of their mind, they're like, yeah, but will I die for freedom and money? And no. like, I feel like they need to have this other little thing in there that is personalized to them and like unlocking what that is. Like, because that, that's going to be the secret sauce and the other 100%. things are just going to come with it. And so it's like finding what that is within ourselves. Like, however we do that, like, I, I think I might already know the answer, but how did you figure out that that was your one motivator? Dude, the, the, I, knew it. I knew it from the beginning. That's kind of what I thought. Cause that's just like, sort of how you operate. Yeah. Huh. It's just, I've known that about myself for a long time. And so I just knew like, the, Oh, okay. Yeah. I want money and freedom. Like that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. 
but ultimately i really want to prove everybody wrong yeah i wonder because i gotta think that we all have some sort of trigger motivation and it might be a set of trigger motivations and i think like really finding those i think is key to like embracing the business owner's mindset like fully because yeah totally it's it's a mindset that needs to be embraced fully one because if you don't you're not going to be successful you won't and then two because once you do you will be you'll be unstoppable because what's fueling you is something so much more than just the material gain that you make there is something underneath it that you can stand on that is significant yeah, especially if it's like a character trait that you, uh, yeah, you know, my whole life has been, I've had that character trait of kind right. of this rebellious, you don't tell me what to do. Um, if you think I can't do this, watch out. I'm going to go, I'm going to do it, whether you right. like it or not. And so <laughs> yeah. that's just a character trait I've had my whole life. Like I was born that way, right? Yeah. And so it's just something that is super motivating to me. And yeah, I, think so kind of, I think you need to find those things. Like what, what really motivates you deep inside? Yeah. What motivates you, but then also maybe look at the, some traits that you already have, like think about the positive traits that you already have mm-hmm. and then really try to like, don't discount those. Cause I think what happens is people will look to business owners and they'll be like, well, I gotta be like so-and-so. And it's like, right. no, don't be like so-and-so like, don't no, be uh-huh. like Steve jobs. Cause you're going to fail unless yeah. you're just like him, which you're probably not. Like yeah. Steve like, Jobs had a passion for like creating this experience and something beautiful, right? And he'd had that passion his whole life and he just brought that into his business. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's what made him so great. Whereas yeah. if I was to try to do that, I don't have that passion. It's not going to work <laughs> out, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, like, what's your passion, Joel? Like if you had to nail down that one thing, <laughs> what is it? You know, that's something I've been thinking about pretty much ever since we've started having conversations like uh-huh. before the podcast and everything. Cause it's like, for me, and like, I think I'm getting closer cause my passion is really like, like the times when I felt most fulfilled in my life is when I've been able to see somebody succeed based upon the things that I've said or the way that I've shown them a new perspective. To uh-huh. me, that is like the super fulfilling. Like I've had several guys in my life, who I worked with at my previous job where like they were in one spot and I was able to convince them of something true. They were believing a lie. Right. And I was able to convince them that they needed to believe this other thing that was true. And they actually took what I said. And then I saw them prosper. And I was like, man, there's really nothing better than that. Like watching this guy who, especially hopeless cases. And this kind of, I guess kind of goes with like proving people wrong. Like I had this one guy and like, there wasn't a lot of hope for him from my leadership, but I was like, nah, I think, dude, I think there's something in this dude. Like there's something that is there. I can see something in there. And just through a series of conversations, he flipped himself into something that is a productive person. And he'll still reach out to me and he'll still be like, dude, thanks man. Like that conversation was really meaningful. And at the time I was like, okay, it was just kind of normal stuff that I'm telling you, but like, that's uh-huh. like a really cool thing. So like taking that idea of, really being excited to see people do well and then putting it into oh the business world. I think that's where it's hard for me to like, right. unless I'm like directly managing people where right. I can really input into people's lives. Like it's yeah. a harder thing to do. And what's kind of dumb is like, it's a hard thing to put into my family life. Like 
because I have such like a um such a dad perspective with my kids, but mm-hmm. I don't sit down and like pause and be in the moment with them and really think about what can I do to help this person really be the best that they can be. Like speaking yeah. to my seven year old or my nine year old, and like I think there is where if we talk about doing the good things and the mindset will follow, is to me that's something where I need to be better at is pausing mm-hmm. with my kids and then being like, okay, what can I really help my son get better at? Like, what yeah. can I really like refine him? Not just in the dad way where like you're just spouting out dad stuff all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in like an intentional way, like a meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. You almost need to, like, you'd almost be good in a, in a coaching position or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think like you'd probably get a kick out of seeing like, if you were coaching somebody to go from one spot to another and have this success and they could follow, you know, this plan that you put out for them, then you'd probably get a kick out of that. Yeah. I think I'd get a kick out of it one because of the plan that I set out worked. So at yeah. the end of the day, there's a proof of my own concept, <laughs> you, you know, you like being right. Is that what Dude. you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I do like being right. <laughs> yep. Maybe I hate being wrong. I can't tell which one is, is the higher motivator. So that's your, uh, so that's your thing. I love proving people wrong. You love being right. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> so write that we should down. work good together then. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll feel like crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. And yeah. then, uh, and then I'll do something at the end of that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a couple other things like going back to, you know, things that I did that helped me change my mindset. So that first one was like knowing where you're going. Right. And then number two would be making that where you're going, like this really big dream. And even like for your business and for your personal life as well, because they're so intertwined, like think about where you want your plumbing business or whatever business you own, where you want it to be. And I would, and I would say, you should think about that way bigger. Like you should go, you yeah. should dream way bigger because that's going to force you to, to take actions that are way bigger. Sure. So you're going to achieve these things way faster. Um, and it's going to force you to do like business owner things. Because if you want right. to achieve like big success, you're going to have to do make biz- business owner decisions, right? And so... Just by forcing yourself to think bigger, you can naturally get into that business owner mindset. Like for me, you know, it was one of the things that probably held me back the most was I'd go into business for myself and I would think like, okay, I'm just going to be a one man van and I only need to make as much as I made at my regular job and everything's going to be great. But the fact of the matter is I achieved that really quickly and then I got bored (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I didn't, and I didn't make decisions that got me any further than that. Right. So I only made these little decisions that got me these little results. And then I wasn't happy at the end of it. And I didn't, there was no growth. There was no business owner mindset changes. So the third time I went into business, I was like, okay, I want to make a million dollars a year. I want to have a $5 million a year company. That's my new goal. Right. And so automatically I just had to start making these uncomfortable decisions that mm. forced me into becoming a business owner. Right. Cause I couldn't get to where I wanted to go without becoming a business owner. Right. 
So I think just by just by dreaming bigger, thinking larger, you can achieve so much more, so much faster because you it forces you into that position. Right. Just reflecting, that's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so big dreams, big actions. I it's the way to go. Why do you think that from the plumbers you talk to, like, why do they get into business? Um, initially, you know, they, I think they think that they can go, you know, they think they're making their boss rich and they think they can go. Mm. Most of the guys I talk to, they're like, dude, I could just go run around in a van by myself, be my own boss. I'll have ultimate freedom and Uh. I'll make more money and I can charge less. And so I'll get, all the work, which they're right on one end. They can charge less and get a bunch of work, (laughs) but they're wrong on the other end. They don't gain any freedom and they don't make any more money. They usually have way less freedom. Um, and then they usually make less money. Huh? Gotcha. Been there, done that. It's terrible. (laughs) Been there, done that twice. Dude, twice. It was, it was awful. I would never do that again. Yeah. I think that, touching back to one of our first points about the mentor. Like, I think that failure spurned you to seek out a mentor. Cause I think you oh, yeah. tried twice and you were like, dude, I can't, I, I tried twice. I didn't do it. And dude, that, you, you yeah, tried hard I, twice. You didn't just like wuss out. You weren't just like, oh, I'm just going to like halfway do this and keep my job. Like we all watched you try hard twice. Yeah. And so I like me, I came to an ultimatum. It was like, okay. I can't stand working for anybody else any longer. <laughs> and then if I'm going to go into business, I can't do it how I did it before because it didn't work. Yeah. So that was my ultimatum. And I really didn't have any other option. What else was I going to go do? Yep. I had I had to make money and feed my family, right? Pay for a house, mm-hmm. cars, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Wife, two kids. So I was like, okay, I know that other people have successful plumbing businesses. I need to go learn how that works, why it works. Do you see, go ahead. Just being in that ultimatum, having to make that call of like, I have to, I don't have a choice. That's really what led to my success. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that you're at least in my experience, unique in the idea that says, I just look to what those other people were doing and and then I'm just going to do what they do because they're doing it right. Do you find that other people have that outlook that you speak to where they begin to look at uh, uh, other people and been like, well, I'm just going to do what he's doing because man, he's got it. Why don't I just do that? Yeah, for sure. But the problem is they don't know what he's doing, right? True. They just see him being successful and they're like, they don't know what he's doing. And so yeah. they, need to go, they need to go find somebody that knows what these other guys are doing so that you can be successful. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's this limiting belief that says, okay, well, it's that person who's making that thing successful, which is true. Like there is definitely personality traits that will help you. Like, you know, yep. being a man of integrity is huge, but yeah. at the same time, they're still pursuing a set of systems yep. that will work because yeah. these systems have worked. And that yeah. almost goes back to just knowing your numbers, knowing your data, because yeah. you apply a system, you watch the data, the data will indicate to you if it's working or if it's not working, and then you can do one thing or the other, sort of leading yep. you which way to go. Yeah, yep, you got it exactly right. And that's really what most people miss is, 
processes and systems. They don't know them, so they don't know how to put them in place. Yeah. And then looking at the data to make sure they're working. That's like yeah, and I, business 101. And I guess now that I'm thinking back on it, like you definitely did walk down the path of doing the things before your mindset switched. Because I remember oh, having yeah. conversations with you. You're like, I got to raise my prices. I don't yeah. like. I don't know if you ever said the words. I don't really want to, but that was the vibe that I felt. But you also would follow that up again. I don't know if you ever said this, but it was. But I have to because yeah. the guy's telling me to, and well, that'd be stupid I mean, not it's to. It's hard to like until you see the data and you've been in the thick of it for a while. It's hard. It's hard to wrap your head around like actually raising the prices. Like you don't. You don't fully believe in yourself yet, or. Right. Or you don't you don't really know the the value that you have, right? And so it's 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 hard to raise prices, and I see that across the board. Like with all the guys that I coach, they all struggle with the same thing, hmm. with with actually charging what they're worth, hmm. and that's just another mindset thing that just literally by actually just committing to raising your prices, you'll start to believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So their their limiting belief is really believing that they are not worth that service or that price, I should say. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So they have a hard time believing that they're worth what they're charging. Like they don't understand. Like they have a hard time understanding how much a plumber who shows up in a van full of tools and parts is actually worth mm. because they haven't had to realize it in the past when they're just working for somebody else, you know, especially if they're coming from like mm. commercial construction or new construction and they haven't done any service work and they're coming into service work where, you know, the numbers are way different then they have a really hard time understanding their value. Mm. And it's not until they see all the expenses that come with getting a plumber to somebody's house and actually working that system and actually seeing how much is left over at the end of the day that you start to wrap your head around it. Hmm. It's, a, it's a difficult thing. How do you go about leading someone to understand their value? So, I mean, I just tell them like, Hey, you know, they're like, usually if they're having a hard time with their, their pricing, like we give them a calculator, right? And so they mm -hmm. can enter in their expenses and they can use the data Right. To see what they actually need to be charging. Okay. So then mm -hmm. they have the data and then it's just a matter of them believing the data. So if they're having a hard time at that point, it's like, Oh yeah, sure. It's like, Hey man, you have the data. Now you just have to believe the data. Okay. Yeah. The, you see the numbers. The data yeah. doesn't lie. The numbers do not lie. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah, you cannot argue with the numbers. We're pulling you right start, from your books. <laughs> yeah, you can start reverse engineering the data and saying, look, if you were to charge less, this is what's going to happen. Mm. Like, you're going to go do all this work, and this is what you're going to be left with at the end of the year. Is that worth being in business? Is that worth all the risk of your business right now? Mm. And it absolutely isn't. And usually that'll get them to, to come around. What I see a lot is like, you know, guys will, they'll, they'll look at a specific task. Like mm -hmm. I had a guy yesterday. He was like, he was like, yeah, but if I raise my prices to that, my hose bib, you know, for me to go change at a hose bib is all of a sudden like $460. He's like, I, don't, I just don't think anybody's going to pay that. And that's what they believe in their head. So it's right. not that 
it's not that the data is wrong. It's that they don't believe the customer will pay it. And gotcha. so I can reassure them, Hey, look, I've worked with tons of business owners. I own a business. I can guarantee you customers are going to pay that hundred percent. Do you ever get pushback? Like, well, my market's different. Oh yeah. And I'll say, no, it's not, it's not different. <laughs> Every, like everybody's market is slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's all the same business, no matter where you are. Cost of doing business is a little bit different, but it's always pretty close. Mm -hmm. And the customers, yeah, they're in slightly different, you know, areas. But at the end of the day, they all are people. Mm. They all own homes. They all work jobs. They all have limited amounts of money. None of them want to spend money on their plumbing. Right. So at the end of the day, it's the same thing, right? Otherwise, right. we wouldn't have these big chain plumbing companies that could go from West Coast to East Coast mm -hmm. and be successful across the board. Mm -hmm. They're all doing one system. Mm -hmm. And so when you figure out that system, it doesn't matter where you are, you can work that system and be successful, be successful yourself. Right. Yeah. And I guess it's like for those few customers who won't, sign off on that estimate yeah you'll make up for it more than make up for it for the others that do because your yeah. prices are correct so it's like yeah, oh, yeah you lose this customer this customer this customer but these other three they said okay and since your prices are good it's okay it's okay that oh, yeah. you lost these yeah like it's it's not suddenly like your business is going to stop cold nobody's going to do anything with you anymore no and those customers that don't do business with you because you're too expensive they likely wouldn't have done business with you when you were half the price. Yeah. Or if they complain about your pricing, they're going to complain no matter what. Yes. Like if you don't give them pricing to complain about, they're going to complain about your service. They're just complainers. And you don't really want to work with people who don't value your services, right? Because mm -hmm. that's a lose-lose situation. I got a question. So, yeah. How much do you consider in your plumbing business the lifetime value of a customer? So I think it's probably pretty important. Um, it's a really hard number to track early mm -hmm. on in your plumbing business. But I think the lifetime value is very, very important. Like, yeah. especially you think we're so like referrals and word of mouth is such a powerful marketing tool. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a good customer, Mm. and you piss them off, that has this trickle effect that you can't measure, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But it's probably more than you think. So like we always, you know, we'll give the customer the benefit of the doubt. And if we yeah. mess something up, we'll definitely go fix it. Doesn't matter what it costs. Like to keep that customer happy if they're yeah. a good customer. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? that, so that's are... actually, can I say something really quick? Yeah. That whole idea... So if if we're thinking from like job to job, yep, that will keep us from taking care of the customer because you'll say, I don't want to go and fix that. That's going to cost me the value of the job. That right. doesn't make sense. But if we're thinking of lifetime value of a customer, we yep. can say, okay, so I lose money on today's job, but I retain a customer for tomorrow's job. So right. I think that lifetime value is a really important thing to think about because then that will allow you to be freer with taking care of the customer, which is ultimately what you want. 
Cause yeah. like, man, in my last job, we would struggle with this because, you know, I worked at an air service. We'd break somebody's fridge or something like that. And right. or not even, they'd say we'd break it. And you, how you get, that's such a hard conversation to have. No, you, no, we didn't yeah. prove it. Well, you prove uh -huh. it. Like you don't want to have that conversation with your customer. And so we'd always be like, okay, if I just spend the $900 to just give them a new fridge, mm -hmm. chances are I probably won a customer because yeah. a lot of the times in my business, my competition wouldn't do that. Especially right. if I did it quick. If I was like, oh, dang, your fridge is broken. Send me some pictures. Oh, yeah, that looks hecka broken. Yeah, it looks like a forklift hit that. I, I don't yep. know if it was mine, but you know what? Let me just get you a new fridge. And suddenly my lifetime value of that customer continues. Yeah. Like, and he he probably went and told, you know, three or four other customers, dude, I ship stuff through rights. There was a dent in my fridge and they just replaced my fridge. Yeah. And then those people are like, oh, and immediately what they do is they say, my experience with somebody else was the opposite. I'm going to try your guy. And yeah. so I think that like if, if plumbing companies think in lifetime value of a customer, instead of just a transactional, they will yep. retain those customers and, and it will just be a better system. They'll have better conversations. You're not going to have CSRs and general managers arguing with people over these yep. little nitty gritty details and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Like I can give you a good example of that. We had a guy go to somebody's house and he had a leak on a pipe. And in order to get access to this pipe, my guy should have taken the dryer and moved it. The dryer was in the way, but instead he looked at it and it was all dented and dirty and nasty. And so he climbed up on the dryer to fix this leak in this pipe. Mm. Well, you know, it was like a $300, three or $400 job. And at the end, the customer was like, Hey, you know, your guy was here fixing my leak and he dented my dryer. So I go to my guy and he's like, dude, the dryer was destroyed from the get go. Like if I dented it, there's no way you could tell. Right. So rather than like fighting the customer over a three or $400 bill and denting his dryer, I said, I'll buy you a new dryer. Right. I said, let me know what dryer you want. I'll find it. I'll get it delivered to your house. I think we spent 800 bucks getting him a new dryer, had it delivered from Lowe's. Um, we even went and helped him put it in, mm. take his old dryer out, took it to the mm. dump. I just provided this awesome customer service for this guy. And since then he has spent, you know, <laughs> probably $6,000 with our company. Yeah. And he's told his neighbor about us who spent money on us. Yeah. So the, the value, like we spent 800 bucks on a dryer, maybe a couple hundred bucks in labor to go help him get it swapped out. But yet on the back end, you know, we've made thousands of dollars just from that one interaction. And we'll, ne we'll never know how many thousands of dollars we made from that interaction. And then right. one thing I think, I think most people forget, you know, dude, I guess so am I, uh, Oh dude. Oh, I, no. think, I think what most people don't think about is think about if I had told that guy, no, screw you. We didn't, we didn't dent your dryer. I'm not replacing it. Then not only would we, would we have not have gotten that work, he probably would have went and told his neighbor mm -hmm. and everybody comes in contact with, dude, I got totally screwed over by these guys. They dented my dryer mm -hmm. and then they, they wouldn't fix it. That would every negatively, time we would have lost money. Right? So the money we're ahead is, is far beyond the money that we just made. Right? Yep. And then after those things, cause this is what I would do at right air services. After we had those incidents, I would then look at my processes and procedures and been like, okay, let's not do that again because it's yeah. not profitable. But yep. if we can still profit from our losses, 
yep. then we're doing good. Like, I think again, like going back to one of your exactly. earlier points is keeping that profit in your mind and yep. the bigger picture, like the day by day plumber is not going to look at a dented dryer, like an opportunity for a long-term customer. They're right. going to look at a dented dryer, like a, you know, pain in their ass. And they're just, Oh, another thing. But it's like, no, 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 there's an opportunity here. How can we serve this customer to flip them to our side? Yep. And then retain them, make them very grateful for your service. Cause again, like that dented dryer in that house will just be a, a testament to the poor service you provided. Likewise, exactly. that new dryer in that house will be a testament to the great service that you provided. Yep. So if there's ever a doubt, he'll be like, well, they did give me a new dryer. That mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Yep. Yep, exactly. All right, what's the to, next point? To your point. To your point of systems and processes, like right after that, um, like rather than going and yelling at my guy for a dryer, I created a training <laughs> about, yeah, totally. about standing on dryers. <laughs> so and he, we, you didn't have to yell at him because he knew. No, so we now have a process if you go through our training, you'll hit one. It's like, don't stand on dryers or washing machines or customer countertops or equipment. <laughs> go to your van, get yeah. a ladder, take yeah. the time to move the thing out of your yeah. way yeah. so that we don't have to replace it, right? Yes. So we haven't day, had that happen again. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we want to create long-term customers with just good service, not by fixing something we broke. You know? Exactly. Dude. Like, like you got to do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, it's better if we don't have to replace anything and we just do a good job the whole time. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool, dude. Well, what's next? So my last, like my last one is to leave your business. Like go on, like if you have a business and you've got guys there and they mm -hmm. can do their mm -hmm. thing, leave for a week, see what happens, see what breaks, then yeah. go back and fix it. Yeah. And just by leaving, it'll force you out of the day to day and you'll start to realize, oh, dang, I don't really have to worry about this day to day stuff. Or maybe I should get somebody else to worry about this day to day stuff. And you'll naturally start to fix the problems that come up. So you can leave for a week or you could just leave for a few days see what breaks, leave for a week, see what breaks, leave for a month, see what breaks, and then leave for two months, see what breaks, right? That's what I did. We left for a week um, and then saw what broke, came back, fixed it. And then we left for a month, saw what broke. And then like six months later, we just moved. <laughs> so, and then some stuff broke, so we fixed it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and ultimately, like, I would say that's probably the one thing that really got me into more of a business owner mindset is just mm. not being present in the day to day. It forces you to put systems and processes and delegate and automate things so that you don't have to be involved. Right. Yeah. Did you, when you made those steps to like take the couple of days off, did you do that with the intention of seeing what would break <laughs> or did you just take the time off, realize stuff broke, fixed it, and then? started to see that as a, a so strategy the first time, you know, our coaches had kind of pushed us to leave, mm -hmm. go on vacation because we were getting pretty burnt out. And then I kind of noticed, Oh, you know, this stuff broke, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And then yeah. I could come up with a way to fix it so that I didn't have to worry about it in the future. And then it was like, you know, I had that realization, man, just leaving is a good way to figure out what breaks when you're not there. Mm -hmm. And if the whole goal is to not be there, then you need to find out what breaks so you can fix it so you cannot be there. 
And it was just kind of a natural progression. And it was, and it's scary, but you just got to go do it. Yeah, for sure. What do you say to somebody who says, but I feel like I, I like being needed. What if I'm not needed in my business? Dude, I mean, I would say that should be the goal. That'd be perfect. <laughs> like if you need to be needed, then, then quit being needed in this area. Make Have it just make you money without being needed so that you can have your freedom and your money and then go be needed somewhere else. Yeah. Like be useful somewhere else if you really need to be needed. Go volunteer somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be way better than... Like if it's possible to automate, delegate, and systemize your business to a point where you're not needed, why wouldn't you? Right, of course. And then and then go put your desire to be needed somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're already a person who has done well enough that they are needed in that space. Like chances are, once you automate, delegate, systematize, you could go do a lot of good somewhere else. Like 100%. You've performed so well at this business that people think you're needed, but then you can move away and then go do something different and then just sort of repeat that process and sort of expand the amount of good you can do. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Cause we want more good business owners making more good businesses. Oh yeah. It's better for everybody. Better for everybody. It's better for you. It's better for your employees. It's better for your customers. Yeah. It's, it's better all around. Yeah. Yeah. Too many crappy business owners, especially yep. like, like where you're at now, Fairbanks, Alaska, where my plumbing business is. It's so many crappy business owners. Yeah. It's so always, bad. It always, I, but, I think, I just don't know why that they get into business in the first place. I mean, I they guess, just don't yeah. know. They don't, they don't understand it yet. Mm. But it's the same thing. Like, you know, I'm down here in Florida now. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's more good ones, but I would say the ratio of good to bad is just as bad as anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah. It's just there's more down here, so you can find more good ones, right? Right, sure. But there's there's the same amount, there's same ratio of crappy ones to good ones. Right. Yeah. People just don't know. Hmm. Don't know, so they're just working their nuts off for nothing. Yeah, and then when you're working your nuts off for nothing, you usually become crankier, and then your customer yeah. service slips, and then you're that bad business where you go to, and you're like, man, these guys kind of are lame around here. Yeah. And it's all because, you know, they, they haven't, they don't have their mindset, right? They don't right. quite understand like, man, I can run my business in a way that takes care of the customer, takes care of my pocketbook, takes care of my employees. Mm -hmm. And it's better for everybody. They just don't quite get it. Hmm. And most of it's because they just don't understand the pricing, I would say. Yeah, I would say too. I think that a lot of it, a lot of it stems from not, not knowing the data, number one, and then not being able to believe the data if you do know it. Yeah, and not being able to believe that what you do is actually worth the price that the data says you need to charge. Yep. Yep. So I had if I had to leave guys with like our listeners with anything of today, it would be know your data, believe your data, and use that to drive you forward. Yeah. It's an objective measure. As close to an objective measure as you can get. Yep. provided your inputs are good. Yep. And that's what we should be making our decisions on within business is as close to objective as possible. Yeah, exactly. And your goal should be to build a business that can run without you. Yeah. That makes money, that runs without you. Yeah. Every time. If that's not your goal, then go work for somebody else.
Yeah, because it's going to save you a lot of wasted time and headache. <laughs> and you'll make more money and... and you'll be way happier. Yeah. 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 Cool, dude. Cool, man. We'll see you next time. Okay. See ya.